Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D-commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to talk to you about the Disney Channel class. It was like 2015, right? 2016, it says. So. Uh, Adventures in Babysitting, not the Elizabeth Shue 1980s classic adventure I know. through the streets I, of Chicago. Christopher Columbus joint as well. Yes. Um, I love that movie and have always loved that movie. And it says online this is a remake of it. It's not no, really. No, I actually... I, so it's I, an homage. I have in full disclosure, I've never seen it, but I did enough research prior to this. So other Luke than knows watching... better than me who's seen it 15 no, times. No, no. It's just in my opinion. Well, you have to understand. You're definitely right. But my thing is, I was expecting no homage whatsoever. After we watched Zapped, which was entirely its own thing. What I was, was like, Zapped supposed to be again? It was some 80s movie about a kid who gets telekinetic powers. Oh. It was not good and very uncool to women. But I was not expecting them to really care about it at all. But then I kind of looked up the plots side by side. And I'm like, oh, they threw some stuff from the old one in. There's some, kept... there's like little winks, but it's not a remake and that it no. doesn't follow the same beats. And it's actually like kind of a completely different story. Yes. Um, it's more of a kid's movie, whereas that was more of a teen movie is the biggest. Yeah. Well, thing. I mean, they that, that one is definitely way more rated R, which I, so yes. I understand that. Like there was like gang involved like somebody mm. gets like knife like a knife like it's it's way more like adult for sure so i understand leveling it down but i think the core of the movie is also completely changed because like spoiler alert there's two babysitters which is not the original movie Correct. there is just one babysitter and it's more about her relationship but you with know the what? kids and this is actually more about this really the two babysitters relationship with each other that's true but you know what they said we can't get one person that's as good as elizabeth elizabeth shoe so we'll divide and conquer on that one that being said i thought this was pretty fun i also Already, the one thing that pissed me off, it was fun. I enjoyed myself. It's too long. It's way too it's, long. It, it, it dragged, like... There's because a significant they, amount you could cut. I think because they had two main characters that they try to give like two complete like romantic loops and life cycles. You didn't, there's a lot. You of, didn't need Zach. You didn't need him. Didn't I, need Zach. I have a whole thing about him at the end. But I, I think like the one thing that pissed me off is like one of the most iconic things. And I don't know if you know this having not seen it, but like one of the most iconic things about Adventures in Babysitting is the poster. Where oh, it's them, them on the, yeah. scaling the side of the building. And the font. And I, yeah. And I thought that they would just, if it's an homage, just recreate that. And I don't know if this is like Disney, like, kids must all wear helmets while riding bikes, but they're just, like, standing on a fire escape in this poster, and that felt like It's not a good out. poster. To that credit, I actually thought they kind of get away with some decent stuff here, where I was like, I'm surprised Disney's letting them do that. Yeah, where they're the like, main character they're like, is 19. Where they're, where they're, like, climbing down a chain without any stuff. And okay, then well, she, there's, like, pillows and then she bottom. And then she tries to flirt her way out of a ticket and, like, and she crimes. She does, and, like, like, I was like, I'm surprised they put it in here. Uh, but, yeah, our leads are Sophia Carter. Carson and Sabrina Carpenter. Could not figure out who that brunette girl was for like the first 10 minutes. And then I was like, fuck, it's the girl from Descendants. <laughs> Wait, you couldn't identify Sophia Carson? Yeah, I, oh, yes, I knew Sabrina Carpenter. I thought this was a Sabrina Carpenter joint. I picked this because, by the way, Serena Carpenter just released new music. Yes. She's in that, having a moment right now. I picked it because I thought it was a Sabrina Carpenter standalone, like her one of her projects. I didn't realize it was two leads. And so then in the opening, when they show the two leads side by side, they show, we're kind of getting into the movie now, but there's like a blonde girl, Sabrina Carpenter, who's like mm. prim and proper and girly and everything's perfect. Then there's like an artsy It looks girl. like she wants to murder you in the opening scene where she's just staring directly into the camera. She is really um like prim and proper. Everything's perfect. She dresses like... 
like somebody from some other piece of media. Really? Like, I think their clothes are both so terrible. They, Even for 2016, I had the note, like, these are fucking bad. No, I know, but, like, the look of, like, we're trying to make this girl look like she's a smart, prim and proper girl, I couldn't place it, but I was like, some other teen movie. It felt really dated. Like, their clothes oh, felt yeah. really dated for 2016. There was a lot of stuff where I was kind of like, God, like, I think it's this opening scene where Sabrina Carpenter is in, like, almost like a button-up with, like, a, a court like a corset top over the button mm-hmm. up and I was like I could feel like Ashley Tisdale wearing this in like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody over like like which is like 2008 like yeah. I was like it's felt really really old school Disney Channel where everyone's in like a shrug and seven tops and a hat like it was a lot but one is prim and proper and one's like a wild child free spirit and they're yes. both putting together photography portfolios well one's a portfolio and the other one's just like a collage of faces and I was and like her own face yeah, oh yeah sure I was just like I don't that's not what that is I, I said this is a Mary Kate and Ashley, if you will. For those of you who don't know, I'm talking to Luke here. In Mary Kate and Ashley's filmography, usually Mary Kate, sometimes they would switch it, but usually Mary Kate would play the wild child, rebel, and Ashley was the prim and proper studious one. So they were doing a Mary Kate and Ashley. I like how Emma's trying to direct that at me when she's at, like pretending that she didn't make me watch like 90 of those movies at age five. I've seen literally every single yes, one. Yes, I, so have I. <laughs> the sleepover one, iconic. Anyway, but yeah, we see them get ready. They, they're in their cars driving. Also, did you know this was the 100th decom? I did. I, I was actually going to touch on that a little bit. This is the movie that kind of inspired this podcast because I saw that going around that like the 100th Disney Channel original movie was coming out in 2016. And I was like, there's a hundred of those. We should do, we got, you know, that's enough to do a podcast about. And here we are. But they're driving the interview. Also, it zooms out on, I'm assuming both of their neighborhoods. I go, are these, both these people fucking loaded? <laughs> it's like hidden hills. All the houses are huge. I don't know where they took that aerial shot, but I was like, God damn, everyone's well, doing very know, well for themselves. Car eyelashes are <laughs> very expensive. You know how you know Sophia Carson's character is a wild child? Her <laughs> car has eyelashes. And like tie-dye patterns or something on the front. Imagine it's, buying your kid like a $20,000 Jeep and then them putting fucking eyelashes on it. I would smack. That's how you know you failed as a parent. Not the parking tickets, the eyelashes. Yeah. Um, I said, I'm team Sabrina instantly. The second I saw the eyelashes, I was like... <laughs> So, yeah, they drive to this interview. Also, also, no, 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 no. They're driving to the interview. Sabrina backs out, almost hits that fucking kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Zach. Who I think is going to be a fleeting footnote on the print of this story. I was like, I hope Mm, we never see him again. If only. But she hits this guy that she very clearly has a crush on, who's handing out flyers for his swim team's car wash. And I said, what the fuck is this business model where a swim team on foot goes door to door handing out singular flyers for a random car wash happening much later in the day. <laughs> then they drive to the thing. I, there was a few moments in this movie, particularly where I was like, that's a good job. They did a good job yes. there. One of them was the parking differences where they're trying, in the beginning, they're trying to make a clear distinction between Sophia Carson and Serena Carpenter, even though they're doing the exact same activity, bringing this portfolio to the photography place. And you see like Serena Carpenter's Prius pulled perfectly into these white little lines. And like, then you just see Sophia Car- Carson's Jeep, like fucking roll up onto a curb, eyelashes and all. In a she no go- parking in zone. In a no parking zone. And she goes flying out. And so, you know, one's a rule breaker. I also think just in general, the takeaway I got from this movie very early on is I think 
think this movie has a pretty tight script. Like I like they set a lot of stuff up and they try and pay it off. The yes. Payoff, the payoff isn't always super successful no. like we talked about up top, but I was like all the motivations for the characters were very clear. All the action made sense, like what they were going, where they were doing. I was really impressed. Coming off of uh, Bad Hair Day, which was- I don't know if I would say it was tight because it was too long. Too long, yes. But I but, do get what you're saying where it was like stuff that was introduced did always come back. Yes, it felt like, satisfying. Yes, Unlike yes. Bad Hair Day where it was just throwing oh, nonsense, which is weird because they have similar tones. Like this is another like fun comedy adventure movie for kids. I hated Bad Hair Day and this is a similar tone, but the script is just so much way better, better it's that, that it's way, way better The only complaint I have about the script and you'll kind of see this in my notes is there was a few things just like logistically that didn't work. Not logistically. I'm trying to think of how to even describe it. Like where I liked everything they were setting up, everything they were paying off. It was way more fun. There was a few times that I would was like, wait, what's happening? Like I would have to be like, wait, whose keys are those? Like, you know what I, you know what I mean? Like there was so many moving parts at times. I would kind of get confused about what was going on or like whose car got stolen or what they, what they needed. I was like, do they need a hundred dollars? Are they going to get the car? Yeah, like the, the mechanics of it was a little bit confusing at certain points, but that was I, my I, only note. I get what you mean. But yeah, they're both up for this photography internship and they're waiting to meet with this. And Sophia Carson's phone rings and it honors phone and says rental unit. Yeah, that had to be a typo, right? No, they, I think it's a joke. They, well, they, they missed, someone had to have meant to type per rental unit. But units. she's shortening it. Because she's a rebel. Yeah, her, her mom calls her and like, she's talking about all the parking tickets she has, that she's up for this internship. She's not going to college. She's just trying to be a photographer because she's an artist. Yeah. And uh, she runs into- This was also so confusing and I really want an answer here. And if someone has one, I'd fucking love it. I don't know what the actual age difference is between these two girls. Why they have an age difference that is so significant in this movie makes no sense to me because that threw me up at first because I was like, clearly they're in high school because she, the, the Sabrina Carpenter's like swim team. Mm-hmm. And then, you, then you're then you learning that Sophia Carson's college age mm-hmm. and like 19. And I'm like, why are they up for the same internship? And then it says there's a throwaway line where Jenny skipped a grade yeah. but she's still like 16 I think she's meant to be a junior in high school now 17 well, not if she skipped a grade because she was in Lola's senior physics class or whatever as it was a sophomore. as a sophomore so she was always a very advanced student so she is still in high school as a junior and is looking to get early college admission so she skips senior year of high school basically is the only reason they made this age difference so the one of them could fuck that cop like I really need to know like I actually well yeah I don't know the age di- I'm gonna I'll go the age difference if there's an actual age difference between them but I was really but yeah we talked about it already but I feel like that was such a bold move to have basically a kind of adult young adult Disney Channel movie protect protagonist that's we don't see that very often i know often. you never see someone over 18 mm-hmm. the only time i think we've really seen it where it wasn't you know an adult adult it would like in bad hair day was in a horse sense with yeah. the older brother who was like fucking girls in malibu <laughs> that was a wild one sophia carson is 29 years old because oh wow she's my age Yes. She's older than I thought. Sabrina Carpenter is 23 years old. Damn, so there's, so there eight, is a there's, there's a six years age difference. Because, like, yeah, Sabrina Carpenter, especially the way they have her in, like, you know, the schoolgirl clothes. It's like, much younger. Look, look, looks much younger. Also, she's shorter. But also, mm-hmm. height doesn't matter because the oldest Anderson kid is taller than both the girls. And it throws me off. <laughs> yeah, um, 15-year-old jackass. The problem is I, I can even tell here, though, but they don't make that clear for a while because I... They also don't tell us their names for a good amount of time. Good amount of time. And also, I don't like the name Jenny or Lola. I hate those names, but anyway. Okay. I will point out one of our aunts is named Jenny. Well, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't think that there's a, I, I, Jenny for a girl that's 23 now, like it doesn't feel of the time. It, you know what I mean? No, I have no clue what you mean. It, this should be like, all like fucking Madison. Everyone's named Madison who's that age. But anyway, I clearly still didn't understand their age difference because I literally have a note here that's like, the cop is meant for Jenny and swim team Zach is meant for <laughs> Lola. Meant for- 
But then I'm now realizing that look, Jenny's 16 and the cop is a full ass adult. So yes. like, that doesn't work. But there is a weird thing they set up where like the cop likes her ringtone, which is Beethoven. And Zach likes the band that Lola likes. That is true. And I thought that's what they were going to do. And then I realized later that on that that's, that's illegal. That's very illegal. Yes. Um, yeah. So we meet the photographer that they're both. And they, they we never the, see this man again, by the way. No, we Talk don't. Talk about not bringing uh, stuff back. But they introduce themselves to each other while they're waiting to meet with the photographer. They figure out how they know each other. They went to the same high school. The guy shows up. I don't even remember his name. He's not important. And he says, oh, you know what? We're going super unconventional for this. I made you make a project. Make another yeah, project. Yeah, burn That's it. That's literally burn what it. it is. I'm giving you the weekend to really wow me. Take some new photos. He's a big, like, caricature of someone who's like, yes, art. Mwah! Like, he makes no sense and is very over the top. And so they're just like, yeah, okay. Uh, we will, I guess, figure out something on the weekend. There's also a good bit where Lola starts speaking Spanish to him. And he's yes. like, oh, yeah. And so Sabrina Carpenter has to like come in with her very stilted like, Spanish. Like it's, it is correct. She's correct, but she's clearly so uncomfortable but it's trying. Clearly it's like, like um, it's pretty funny. It's like school Spanish. Like she learned yeah. it in like AP Spanish. One hundred percent. They also then they leave yeah. and go. They're like, gotta go work on my second project, I yeah. guess. And then wait, Lola also got a smoothie on the way in to show that she's totally different. And when they're standing up to talk to the guy, Sabrina Carpenter bumps into her because there has to be a slime. Moment. Well, the second she got a smoothie, I was like, that's gonna spill on something. Um, and she knocks it out of her hands and it all goes up in the air goes all over both of them and they the drop their Disney cell phones is, even if it makes no sense they will put goo on someone yes. like regardless this is not the they first they do it to a doll this later. is not the first or the last <laughs> goo no. moment I mean listen something's never changed but freaking they switch cell phones they switch cell phones are stuck a, in the suburbs what a classic trope or didn't it just happen that happened to Bad Hair Day too god damn it um, <laughs> or they switch purses I don't remember the fucking cell phone hot potato that goes on in this movie they cannot keep their purses or their phones in their fucking hands which Correct. is so not Gen Z I'm like, come on, guys, glue it to mm-hmm. your side. Like, uh, we all um, fucking know, know you do. Jenny also gets a phone call from Mrs. Anderson or Professor Dr. Anderson, something. Professor. Uh, this put, put profe- yeah, she's a college hand. professor. Thank you. Because um, she's going to write her a recommendation yeah, for an mentioned college. For college. And she's like, hey, Jenny, can you babysit tonight? And this she says. This mom is also in fucking everything. Who is that one? I don't know. I, I, but by the way, I actually thought the parents were pretty solid in this. I was expecting some real. Fl- the moms are the two best actions oh, yeah. in this movie. The, the dad- mom that wants to party and not yeah, go out with yeah, kids. I liked her. That girl, I loved the her. Dad, the, the dads were just kind of tuxedo, walking tuxedos, whatever. Okay. But they, I need to they talk weren't. About this they now. weren't. What I, is like, the like, accent of Mr. Anderson? He really goes in and out yeah, with what he's is doing. Is he supposed to have an accent? I, 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 is he covering a British accent? I don't know what's going on with that guy, but he, his voice changes radically between At scenes. At one point, I was like, he's from New Zealand. And I was like, no, wait, he's from America. And I was like, no, wait, he's from Spain. Like, well, I could is, not. Well, this was filmed in Canada. So he. Is he can, French Canadian? Maybe. I don't know. But they Anderson's need a babysitter. Lola overhears this. And Jenny's like, can't. I'm babysitting for the Coopers tonight. I'll, if I think of anyone who could do it, I'll send you over. They're in like emergency mode because Professor Anderson's getting honored at this gala for her science work, I guess. Um, and so they oh, need so the babysitter this, tonight. The, Mrs. Anderson is, um, she plays um, the Jack in the Box's wife in many Jack in the Box commercials. That's what we're going to Wait, like the, the mascot Jack. Okay, sure. And um, she was also on Mad TV and New Girl. Thank no, you know her from New Girl. New Girl. But so yeah, they break from this meeting. They go to their cars. Jenny just leaves. Lola is getting a ticket because she's parked on a curb in front of a fire hydrant in a no parking zone. And before I realized he was going to come into play, I just go, holy shit, that cop is way too hot. That's exactly like, I, I, I was like, that guy's weirdly, like, looks like too- I thought he like was I, like an extra who's going to, like, give her a ticket and prove that she's not responsible. Yeah. But then- 
I, I was like, whoa, they cast a way too hot guy to be the cop. I was like, I can see this dude's headshot. In yes. my mind. I'm like that, yeah. But she tries to flirt her way out of the ticket a little bit, being like, please, I had a really important internship. I was unloading all that stuff. And then uh, Jenny's phone rings and it's, what is it, Fleur something? <laughs> Beethoven. Be- some Beethoven thing. And he's like, oh, I love Beethoven. She's like, yep, me too. Super, super great. Um, and she picks up the phone. And very, confu- very confused. And it's the Zach guy. Um, which also, it comes up as unknown. In- Everyone's phone number is unknown. <laughs> Every, which Unless is not, you're a rental unit. Hey, guys, by the way, that's not how phones work. Also, no. like, it would, most phones, it won't say unknown. It would say your name or, like, the number. Everyone's number shows up as unknown. It would say the number, un- at least. It shows up as fucking unknown. It's like everyone's star 67-ing everyone. But it's Zach, this swim team guy who, she, who Jenny almost Who's at the car wash. I'm amazed they put the money together to... <laughs> Why did they even need that? <laughs> I've actually thought some of the sets oh, she this. does pull up to it at the end. She's like, my tires. Jenny goes she does. Yes, but like we didn't need that. We didn't piece. need that. Also, you know who we really didn't need? That random silent bitch that Jenny just glares at, who's always with Zach. Oh, Dominique, <laughs> yeah. I think, who has a boyfriend, but seems like she's mad that he's picking Jenny over her. It's a very it is always situation. there, but just never never gets a line. Very strange that. So she he's calling Jenny to invite her to this concert tonight for to see the Psychic Rockets. Psychic Rockets. Yeah, that's the name of the band. And Lola's like, fuck yeah, I love that band. And I was like, oh, he, she's meant for him. <laughs> and then I realized that was a crime. Yes. Because um, she's 19. Yeah, very illegal. I don't know why you went there immediately. Um, I didn't realize there was an age difference <laughs> for a while. And they said it in the first talking. But she's like, oh, I love that band. But, you know, but like she has Sorry, to keep Zeke, up. Sorry, Zeke, gotta go. Yeah, gotta go, Zeke. I hate you. I don't want to ever talk to you. Bye. And hangs up because she's trying to keep up appearances with the cop. And he gives her a ticket anyway. And she quickly deduces that she needs $80 to pay this ticket because her parents are going to be mad if they have to pay for another parking ticket. And that's when she remembers talking to Jenny about how much she makes doing babysitting, like 20 bucks an hour or something. So he's like, I'm a rookie. I got to play by the rules. Yes. The ticket. And then Mrs. Anderson calls. Jenny's phone. Yes, and is like, listen, I will pay double. You need to send someone over tonight. And so Lola puts out her best, like, yeah, sure thing. I have my best friend Lola. I'll send her right over. And she just shows up at her house. Like, we see Lola hang up the phone, and she just shows up at their house. And it's like, how'd you get their address? <laughs> but yeah, then Jenny pulls up at the swim team and sees Zach and is now distasteful towards her and just doesn't even want her money to pay the swim <laughs> team. Or are they doing it for charity? I don't know. I think it was for the swim team. I don't know. Um, and then we cut to the Anderson's house where the Lola's getting like shown around and shown the kids mm-hmm. by Mrs. Anderson. Um, her husband comes out and this is where I had the note. I'm sorry, what is that man's accent? It's going left, right, and center. Like I could not put it down. Like I truly, it was one of the crazier things that happened in the movie. And so they're going to a gala where Miss Dr. Anderson and Professor Anderson's being honored. And then you meet the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the youngest is AJ, mm-hmm. whose niche Disney Channel interest is roller, roller derby. derby. Literally, this is supposed why? to be the fourth, the Thor thing from the original, right? Uh, okay, well, on, in the original, the young girl that she's babysitting is always on skates and is obsessed with Thor, like the superhero. Yeah, but I get wanting to have your kid on roller skates and like the homage to the why roller derby. It's such an adult <laughs> violent. It is sport. really violent. Yeah. Have you ever met a kid that's obsessed with roller? No, derby? I've never met a person who's obsessed with roller derby. I've never met anyone who likes roller derby. When that becomes a plot point. Mass- and we Meet the roller derby team. Well, that's why my brain explodes. Well, that's why it's the Thor thing because she gets to in the movie. She meets someone who looks like like Thor, Thor. and she meets her actual hero, Taylor Swift. I knew. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up my note on that real quick. When she just name dropped that the person's name was Jailer Swift, I cackled, and then when we actually met Jailer Swift, I ascended. Oh, her hero's name is Jailer Smith. Emma's going to love that. 
You said Smith, but Swift. So whatever. <laughs> it's not. I clearly didn't care. Basically, FYI, audience, all of these kids boil down to Have one. To one. Well, one interest and or character trait that is important to the plot. You got AJ Roller Derby, Bobby cooking. I just called him Chef Kid. Well, I Bobby. That's a Bobby Flay joke, right? That his name is Bobby and he likes to cook. I hope so. And then just Trey. Lines of coke. Trey is a troublemaker. Well, he doesn't actually make any trouble at this point. He's made the they trouble. They say like music. Like he's kind of into music. No, they said he spent like. $400 on apps or something and he's grounded. <laughs> his personality is apps. His personality is apps. AKA his personality is apps. And, well, and also horny because he is very, he loves Jenny. He likes Jenny, which is in the original movie. That's like the whole thing is that the 15 year old boy is in love with Elizabeth Shue, which they don't drill down as much in this, I think due to like creepiness probably. Yeah, they're like. But it is weird that he has a babysitter. Like this actor is too old to well, have. Well, I think the, the Sabrina Carpenter who looks his age babysit him. I think the idea is that she's babysitting the the other two and he's just grounded so he's yeah. stuck with her which I also I do like that because they established this and then we'll meet the other one in a second the older siblings who shouldn't have babysitters are like troublemakers and they can't be trusted to watch to watch know. the house alone because when we meet Trey but I like he's on the that. phone with his boys and he's like yo pick me up in 30 get me out of here that's kind of I how he really talks. liked when then you go to the other house I don't remember the other Coopers. Cooper you go to the Coopers and you meet the older girl there and you realize she has a crush on the older boy and I'm like I like what they're setting up that the older ones are gonna like that each is other. that is the one thing I didn't think it had got enough payoff in this. No, they, I they, wish they'd done a better they, job. But they, I liked the thing, but the setup, I was like, that's a very interesting idea. Yeah, it is. They had like one small moment together, but I was like, eh. But yeah, she introduces all the kids. Bobby's making cupcakes for some, I don't even remember what it's for, a fundraiser? Who cares? Uh, it's um, a school. No one cares. She, but he can't find the perfect ingredient. It's true. He's he's struggling with his art. AJ's mad because she was supposed to go see Roller Derby's Night and her hero, Jailer Swift. And uh, but Her dad the, can't take her. Her dad can't take her because he got the days mixed up. And, and he doesn't know where he's from geographically. It's, it's the match of the century apparently and she's missing it and then Trey's what mad what city do you grounded. think this takes place in it's well the old one took place in Chicago Obviously. which I was deeply mad they robbed us of some Chicago I representation know. I know but it, they only refer to it as the city I mean it's Canada so it's Toronto or whatever is doubling for just the city that's all they call did, it okay I think it's supposed to be San Francisco based on the way that's you can a see, pull did, did you not see the shots of like the cables that they have I did not see a cable car anywhere I didn't see the cars but you can see the cables it's supposed to be San Francisco I bet okay. you any I didn't, get, I didn't get enough. I didn't have any evidence uh, to or against anything. I just thought it was meant to be very vague. So then, yeah, she gets explained that rules like don't use the hot tub. Also, she's like help it, help Bobby clean up the kitchen and do some laundry. And I was like, she's a babysitter. Don't okay, ever do your laundry. I didn't fucking understand it. She's like stove is off limits, and I'm like that kid's making cupcakes. Yeah, that kid's baking. That kid active. literally has a burner. He's yeah, he's making frosting for his cupcakes. One hundred percent. Oh, we also do meet my favorite character, Lady Marmalade. Lady, Marmalade, Lady Marmalade, their dog, who is this beautiful white like Bichon Frisee, and. She says, oh, and before she Who even has said, a four-poster bed, which I love. Yeah, but before she even gets the words out of her mouth, she has a very big day at the kennel club tomorrow. I saw that beautiful white dog. I was like, that dog is going to get messy. I thought it was that like, to, it's going to get lit on fire. I thought all of its hair was going to get shaved It's going to get dyed a color. That's the only thing that I wish this movie had just gone a little bit farther with its destruction. I'm like, let's fucking yeah, make Lady a, Marmalade bald. They, they, well, that's the thing. And I feel like when you watch a movie like this, and again, I haven't seen the original, the thing I was teetering with the entire time is like, are they going to get away with it? And then like the parents never know, or are the parents going to catch them through some oversight? Like, cause 
Lola's taking pictures the entire night. I was wondering if somehow the parents were going to see the photos. and like, We shook that memory card out. I was like, girlfriend, keep your yeah, hands yeah. on that memory card. Some, something like that. And then the kids are going to be like, no, you can't fire them. We had the best night of our lives and we're all safe and all that stuff. And the parents would be like, oh, well, we're parents in a children's movie. So we're okay with the massive irresponsibility on display. So I wasn't sure there. And they set up very quickly that they leave this massive mess at the Anderson's house. And I, I was like, oh, this is what's going to get them. They Because they don't know, but they don't realize the mess has gotten so bad. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to come back and they're going to be like, well, we're screwed now. We can't do anything. But it really doesn't go anywhere. We'll get there. I wanted them to get away with it, but then I wanted to be like, they're they're a little wink. Like the one thing they couldn't get away with, like Emily's hair or something. You know what I mean? Like they somehow managed to- They get away with everything. They get away with everything. I I was going to leave it ambiguous, but yeah, they just get away with everything. Um, Do they get away with everything in the the movie originally? I think so. Okay. Fair enough. Then we cut over to the Cooper's house where Jenny shows up. Which girl do you think my, what kid do you think is my favorite kid in this movie? Oh, the Katie, the small one. Yes. I call her Little Diamond Princess Girl. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Also, uh, she gets a phone call on Lola's phone, and now she has realized they have swapped phones. Why Lola didn't immediately call her own phone and be like, hey, girl, I have your phone by mistake, and get her phone. Like, she, I assume she would want her phone back. That's it. They're not Gen Z enough. Like, we would want, you would not be comfortable with someone else's phone for that long. I mean, I get you're running a grift, and you, like, need the info first, but I feel like you could have stopped. Anyway, um, she shows up at the Coopers, and she doesn't have time to process the fact she doesn't have her phone. She's also very heartbroken about what happened with Zach. And we meet the Coopers, who are also going to this gala, who are just, like, I guess, family friends of the Andersons. Um, and they only have two kids, a daughter, Katie, who is, like, wearing a... a little pink dress. A little pink dress, and her a mom's... Tiara diamond earrings and the mom has to constantly be like no don't wear my diamond earrings and that she are goes, one of a she kind. goes diamonds are a must for evening <laughs> casual and she's wearing a tiara the whole movie and she's helping her mom get dressed and pick out shoes and she's like Katie's like emergency party kit which has this comes back it does a hundred dollars a safety pin and a bobby pin or something like something to help you with the, your party look or something that the daughter helps with and then there's Emily who's the older one who I just call goth girl they're like foils of each other where I didn't pick is, up other names for a while definitely goth girl worked its way into my notes a few times Mm-hmm. Because Who's trying to shave her head? Yeah, Katie's like, yeah, if I if Emily gets to shave her head, I get to wear diamond earrings. And the mom was like, no, what? And runs to the bathroom, stops from shaving her head. This movie has great Oliver and Company energy, and the little girl—that's <laughs> not what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> and the little girl is just the poodle from Oliver and Company. Like when she—she's she's not even the little girl from Oliver and Company. <laughs> no, she's the poodle, obviously. <laughs> okay. If you're one to one in the characters in Oliver and Company, she's obviously the poodle. When she grabs that chain and goes, I'm gonna have to get this outfit dry clean and then slides down that's a line the poodle would say in Oliver and Company if that's your frame of reference sure okay um, <laughs> or do not compare everything on the, the Oliver no. and Company sale the OC meter <laughs> I can't say that I only base it on the OC meter which is characters from the OC <laughs> that's different um, but in that case she's a Marissa <laughs> or no she's a Summer I'm, I'm not saying. doing this with you <laughs> so they she comes in they already know who Jenny is she knows the deal Jenny's like a, you know a super this respected babysitter is like, fuck you guys I'm going to get fucked up. <laughs> She's literally, this mom has, you know how like all characters in movies are supposed to have a goal, like that overarching thing. This mom, margaritas. She's like, mom, <laughs> she literally said, she's like, mom's night out. Let's she's go. got big one. wine mom She's energy. like, we're, we're getting out of the house. Like she could not give a fuck if this house burns down. She is ready to get her drink on. And so they sprint out the door. Literally. These parents do not care and they trust Jenny. We obviously. come back to the Anderson's house. Lola immediately in find, her swimsuit. Uh, finds a swimsuit is gonna get in the hot tub even though I said don't. She also puts way too much laundry detergent in the uh, 
washing machine. I also, like, watched her do that, and I was like, fuck, I recently just did that. Like, I, I put way too much detergent in the Oh, machine. I thought you meant we're somewhere where someone says, don't use the hot tub. I was like, oh, I'm using the hot tub. No, no, I put way too much detergent in the machine. Like, same thing she did, and then, but I was smart enough to, like, scoop it out with my hands and, like, uh, get rid of it, and she just shit. Wait, why like, did you use your hands? Don't you have the cap? It didn't fit in the dispenser. It oh, was a whole okay. mess. <laughs> I just really related to her in that so moment. So you just used your hands like an ape man. Yeah, and then, okay. like, a paper towel. And uh, so she, she walked about to watch. She literally asked the kids, like, where's that hot tub? And they're like, outside. They do not care. She's about to break all the rules. That she's under here under the facade that she's like Jenny's best friend. She comes highly recommended. So they think she knows everything that's going on. They're very chill. She takes two steps outside. And leaves a kid cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. So a fire starts. Bobby sets a dishcloth on fire, which he throws and then sets Lady Marmalade's little bed, uh, on fire. Little bed carpet on fire. She runs back in and grabs the fire extinguisher and starts putting it all out. It's uh, a bad CGI, CGI oh, it's fire. Oh, te- it's terrible. I'd, I'd say it's maybe the worst we've seen since Cowbells, I think, had a terrible CGI fire. Can you not just light shit on fire with kid actors? Like, it's that would be a very controlled flame just really light it and have someone put it out like it's a this big like why are they CGI-ing? I think it's more because they're filming in someone's house and oh, like smoke damage yeah it's inside um while they're fighting the fire Jenny decides to call herself on Lola's phone and be like hey we're I we need my phone back phones. and but instead AJ picks up the phone and is like hey what's going on and she's like AJ Anderson she really knows this little little girl by voice the only person in the movie to identify anyone by their voice because everyone else just is calling willy-nilly on unknown numbers has True. no idea and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, Lola's here watching us. You know, your best friend. And she's like, oh, God, no. And she's like, well, what is she doing? It's like, oh, she's putting out the fire. And like, the fire. And she's like, okay, Coopers, we've got to go to the Anderson's house. And, and like, you see Emily be excited. Well, no, not only that. I would like to point out, Jenny has taken all of, I don't know, two steps into the Coopers house. And the girls both immediately had time to go run and do the things that their mom said not to do. We see Emily has her hair fully in a towel, like, do we don't get to see what it is for a while, and then uh, Katie has got the earring. She's got the shit. She's got the. She wears. Uh, yeah, she wears the beanie so for so long, and then she. Uh, Katie's got the earrings in immediately. But yes, Emily's immediately excited, being like, "Oh my, OMG, Trey Anderson." Trey is his name. I don't know any. I've said it multiple names. times at this point. Oh, also, when Lola shows up, he already was sneaking out of the house. He's gone at this point. Yeah, there's a crazy cut shot, and it's so so fast. If Blink and you miss it, he's running across the roof. Yes. I also was like, oh, I like that they're setting up the fact that she's got a crush on him, and also she's probably gonna love Lola because Lola's kind of got as well yeah they never and they don't pay that off they, but that's well, they, a, they kind of do a little bit because she hates jenny specifically as we'll learn the other thing is like we see katie has the earrings on and mm-hmm. i thought that they were gonna lose or something. i was waiting for that i was wondering if they're gonna have to like try and pawn, pawn them it when they go to the pawn shop i <laughs> yeah. was like they're gonna have to pawn the earrings for tickets or something or something but then that would have created multiple other problems so they go over to the andersons uh-huh. and jenny and you know lola are arguing and she's like i can't believe you did this yada 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 and then they're like where's trey and she's like the oldest one and like Lola, Lola goes, who's Trey? I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. And they go up in the room and realize that he has snuck out. And but, this is one of the mechanics things I didn't fucking understand. I was like, wait, so did he sneak out to get... Because like the thing on his computer is like tickets, but at a pawn shop. Yeah. And I was like, is he going to the concert or is he going to get tickets from a concert at a pawn shop? I was like, what are the mechanics? Where well, is Emma, he right as now? As we all know, pawn shops sell tickets the night no, of the they great don't. concert. And I was like, I was like, what? Where is he? Like, I was very confused about where they were going to need to go. And like, obviously they answered that, but it was pretty confusing at first. Yeah. So Jenny quickly realizes this is her reputation on the line. If anything happens to the kids. She was really wooden here. I hated Sabrina in this scene where she's like, think Jenny, think. Like it was just very, I don't know. It they do like away with that as it goes on. Yeah. She gets better as the movie goes on. Well, it's meant to be thematic because she loosens up as the movie no, goes on. No, but it's not, it's not good acting is what yeah, I'm saying. Well, Emma, you have to have someone start somewhere. So when they rap later, it comes off as being much more natural and a progression. 
Um, you think people need to start in their movies acting badly and then be acting goodly by the end? Yes, to show that they've loosened up. That's how acting works. That's how they rap. So Jenny is like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We've got to go into the city. We've got to bring Trey back. Um, you all have to come because babysitter Can't rule number one. To never leave the kids. Or that's rule number two, I guess, is never leave a child behind, but also never keep your, take your eyes What's off the kids. What's number one? Never take your eyes off the kids. Except at the end, it's never put a boy in front of the babysitting, which is like a secret. Is that rule like, number one? That's rule number zero, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't um, keeping track of the numbers. But so they have to take the mom's freshly detailed SUV into the city because the they SUV can't... looks so weird. I think it's because they took the branding off. Like it's yes. clearly a Yukon or something, and they removed that like digitally, and it looks the SUV bizarre. will look weird throughout the film because they can't decide whether or not they're allowed to get it dirty, and so they put like CGI dirt on it for parts of it. So they drive into the city, and I just said, "Man, I love the nighttime." In insert name of city. Also, they left a fucking pan on the stove. Oh yeah. They cut to that where there was. A full-on bubbling like pan that Lady Marmalade knocks over, and I'm like, okay, that's on Jenny. Like Jenny was there. Like that's a, that's a Lola move, but Jenny, you should have checked the stuff. It's a Lola move, Jenny. That's, that's a, a Lola, Lola move. move. Uh, also, we see very quickly Lady Marmalade hops up on the counter. I was like, man, big ups from Lady M. She gets right up on the counter. Touched on that, the kennel club, <laughs> <laughs> and knocks a bunch of shit off the counter, and makes it an even bigger mess. They roll up to this seedy pawn shop, and I immediately recognized, oh god, these guys are gonna be like a thing, huh? And welcome everybody to what I believe the title of this episode should be, and it's ever it's it's, t- it's sequel time, which is the Damp Bandits Two, <laughs> Lost in the City. <laughs> These are just like the guys from uh, what would get uh, the other me, like the bumbling yeah. criminal assholes who are like so incompetent. And also, this is another thing that like the mechanics of this just don't really work. It works a lot better in the real Avengers when they're trying they, to murder them. When people can actually be villains, but I'm like now we're adding ferret dealing to a mix. And the scalper is in the back with a ninja sword. Like, the no actual, reason. like, villainy of these guys doesn't make a ton of sense. The purple ferret was cool looking. I feel bad they dyed a ferret that color, I though. bet it was done humanely. So, what, to break I it down. I said, OMG, the ferret is purple. To break it down. Try to break it down for uh, to, me. I'll try and break it down for you. They go into the pawn shop with the kids. Uh, they park in a no parking zone. That also, the ferret bites the chef kid. He does. And then it has the taste for human blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't trust this ferret for one second. No, <laughs> it bites a kid. <laughs> And then goes nuts and gets out of its cage to eat more of the cage. <laughs> they go to the pawn shop. It's Tiny's pawn shop. They meet a larger gentleman. And the gentleman. joke about that is that he's not Tiny. He's a larger gentleman. It's and like clown humor. I fucking hate that <laughs> shit. And they're like, hey, did a kid come in here looking for some concert tickets? And he was like, maybe he would have had to talk to the scalper. Who's in the back swinging just, a just, ninja sword. Just like like literally like if you were a 12-year-old and bought a ninja sword, if you would just go like shing, shing, like, like that. It's like YouTube like, video. The guy that does Star Wars. Yeah, a little bit. He's like, but for no reason, he's just kind of vibing back there. I think, like, if this were a real movie, he'd be super high because he looks super high all the time. His name is also just Scalper. They they don't give yeah. him a name. And so while they're walking up to the counter, he's on the phone being like, yeah, I got the ferret. It's like, it's a blue ferret. There's only three left in the world. I'm bringing it to the docks at midnight. It's $100,000. $100,000. You want me to make it $200,000? Because there's only three in the world. Oh, it's a, it's a sapphire fair is what it's actually called. So they go, purple. they go back and talk to the scalper. And they're like, do you sell a concert ticket to this kid? And he's like... Pfft. 
maybe I did, maybe I did. And they're like, well, we're going to tell the cops there's a scary guy with his hood up using a sword indoors and giving concert ch- tickets to children. And he goes, fair play. Um, yes, I did sell it to him. He also him. gives them no information except pizza. He said he said something about pizza. and This is a good play. Emily Cooper, who is in love with him, goes, oh, he's probably at Mario's. That's his favorite pizza restaurant. And she goes, just guessing. And then just, Katie goes, is that what they call stalking these days? Solid burn. Good one, Solid Katie. burn. Solid. There's some solid zingers in a this one. A lot from Katie. She's yeah. good. And that's something I think we should address. I Where the fuck does that chef kid get the chocolate bar? It's just sitting on, it's sitting on the counter. It's disgusting. Yeah, I don't know why they have that in a pawn shop either. But something we should address is I was really worried about this and I think it's fine is none of the kids get that annoying. But like when you have this cast of kids, you'd think they'd want to I wasn't a really huge annoying. fan of AJ. The roller derby guy. Yeah, but it doesn't come, it doesn't come up as much once the, once it's done. While they're talking to the scalper, yeah, Bobby goes up to take a cat. His thing is he loves to taste things because he's looking for that perfect ingredient. And it's he's a, like licking a chocolate it's bar. It's just a chocolate like bar. On the counter. It's just a chocolate bar. And he hears the ferret in its cage, which is also on the counter. And he tries this to is give, when the ferret bites it. Tries to give it some chocolate. The ferret bites him, acquires a taste <laughs> for human blood, possibly gives Bobby vampirism. I don't like, know. I think Bobby needs a tetanus shot. Yeah, like, I, I, well, that's for rust, but some kind of shot. F- or something like hep C. Like, that kid is, that ferret was in a pawn shot in a rusty iron cage, and it's being dealt by two criminals. I didn't mean to take Bobby to the ER. Probably. But the ferret gets loose. Um, really from no interaction with Bobby. It just, it, well, you know, that it has to taste of human blood, correct? It, it, it manages to ra- run rampant <laughs> it around me. It's like the were rabbit. It yeah, literally. Oh, I was going to say it's like, but funnily enough, like Bonicula. Like, that's but, what I was <laughs> trying to say. What's the were rabbit? That's Wallace that and Gromit. And <laughs> What's the difference? Well, one's a werewolf, one's a Well, one's you turn into a rabbit. The other one was just a vampire that was a rabbit. That, I was going for Bonicula. Yeah, I definitely haven't read any of the Bonicula books, but I saw them all the time at our like sixth grade library. Um, <laughs> And so the ferret gets loose. Uh, the pawn shop guys are scrambling to try and get it. Sophia Carson takes a photo of them with the ferret. And, they're and like, that is the impetus for them chasing them all around the city. I want to be very clear here, you guys. This one photo that she has on this camera that is the biggest inconsistency in this movie is because she has this big ass fucking like Pinterest Tumblr girl camera. And I'm always like, where the fuck is she putting that? And sometimes it's swinging from her neck and sometimes she just doesn't have it. And it's like clearly not in her pocket or her bag. So that annoyed the shit out of me. But the only reason they're chasing them is because she has this photo with the ferret and I have this written down the actual like shoved in line they got a picture of me with the sapphire ferret which will prove I stole it why? I mean, where did you it, steal it, would, it from? it would definitely list you as a person of interest for sure but but why would that ever get out? who the fuck is, are you? Like, he's not going back to jail though we know that for sure um, also you mentioned the camera were you and the memory card were you surprised that that was a digital camera? yeah I thought it was a film camera yeah I thought it was like an old school like on film camera she pulls a memory card out of it at the end and I was like, oh. She was like, Let me, I thought she was going to pull out a roll of film. Yeah. I was like, she's getting the roll of film. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's interesting. Odd. So they come out of the, they run out they of the pawn shop. They see the car getting towed. Yes. Genuinely, my favorite joke in the movie is right here is they come out of the pawn shop when they start getting accosted by the guys who work there in the fair. Well, when the fair breaks loose, the car's getting towed because they were in a no parking zone. And they go to catch up with the tow truck guy and be like, no, we're here. We're going to leave. Give us the car back. And <laughs> Sabrina Carpenter is like, wait. And the thing is super cut in. I did and, they're, laugh and they're like, what? And the camera pulls back and she like is looking both ways to me before they before she this, crosses the, the street, street. And she's like, okay, go. Like <laughs> and like, it was just, I was like, that was really The two good. times I laughed were there when she does that. And then also when they're driving later and she goes, hands up, or hands free, hands free. Because they're so, so, Lola tries to answer the phone while driving and that's like not allowed. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. That's a good little character moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hands free, hands free. The other thing here, so they chase down the tow truck. They're like, please, please, we're here, we're here. We didn't realize. I'm so sorry. And she's like, 100 
bucks to, you know, get it back. And then Jenny's like, I forgot my purse. And I'm mm-hmm. like, God damn it. You're supposed to be responsible. And Lola has no money as we previously established. Because she needs, None the, of these kids needs, have money. needs the 80. Well, they're children. And but Lola needs $80 to pay a parking ticket. She clearly doesn't have 100. And so she's like, all right. But that well, does I- happen in the original movie, by the way. The, that's like why a lot of like the, the shenanigans happen in the original is that the babysitter forgets her purse at the Anderson's house. And so she doesn't have money to like get them anywhere. But in the originals, they need to pay a mechanic. Yeah. Who is Thor. Played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Well, they, your tire blows up. It's a whole thing. Okay. Anyway, they have 10 bucks that I actually forget where they say they got the $10 from. Maybe Lola had that. I don't remember. Um, They have 10 bucks, which is enough to take the bus. The pawn guys now come out and start chasing them. So they run to the bus stop, hop on the bus. $10 is not enough for the children, but they the, manage. But the bus driver has an eye patch. Yeah. I was like, why does he have an eye patch? I don't know. It's just a guy. Who maybe he doesn't have an eye, Emma. It's just. I mean, it just felt like an interesting character choice if that wasn't going to be I mean, relevant. there are people who just have eye patches. Well, not everything has to be relevant. This is the same thing as freaking an Avalon High. We were like, that guy's got a cane. Immediately a bad guy. <laughs> like, no, some people just have things. Like, Wasn't he the bad guy? He was. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you then. Trying to make me sound like I'm ableist. It was a little ableist. But I was right. I'm saying Disney's probably a little ableist. It, but it, 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 you're right. It, it is Disney's fault that has conditioned you to think that way. Yes, I'll give you I'm that. trying to just be one step ahead of their shitty writing. Fair enough. But this is not shittily written. But he just lets them on the bus. Who cares? The I didn't is- realize until they get to the pizza place that that little girl was on skates this entire time, allegedly. Okay, uh, here's the thing, though. Are they actual skates or are they the kind of skates where it's like tiny wheels and they go up into the shoe they're actual no because there's a moment later on when they're getting chased by the damn bandits to electric boogaloo she like clicks her heels out and the wheels like pop out or something and i'm like wait are they shoes that are also when she is actually skating they look like real skates so the whole montage of her running away they do not look like heelys they look like skates no they're not heelys they have tiny little wheels which is another kind of thing that was popular when heelys were a thing and which makes more sense because you can't show up to roller derby dressed for a roller derby if you think about it but i'm saying like you see a shot of her skates at one point and they're very tiny little wheels that i think they are meant to be coming out of her shoes but whatever it doesn't matter they show up at the mario's the pizza place which again they kind of did a decent job decorating and making look like a restaurant like i touched on earlier they actually did a pretty good job with some of the sets in this movie like when you yeah. see the, when we see the gala later i was like they kind of they put some effort into this in the concert yeah like there's... it's not bad they get to the pizza place immediately catch trey saying they're his friends all his fault Fuck it him. is and, and like the, the other thing too is like he's kind of unimportant from here on out they catch him and they're yeah. like you're coming home with us and he's and like he also, all right doesn't really put up that much of a fight no he's, he's kind just, of like, just like mm, he's like all right you guys have fun. have fun at the concert well it's also because he it has the hots for jenny and jenny is here now yes. and the bros are like yo bro bro you gotta go and that for makes jenny. emily sad yes because then she goes to get a tattoo she does which she well she says i'm gonna go to the tattoo place uh to lola and lola's like okay have fun like and i go please one you go there take off that hideous beanie because she's hiding all of her dyed yeah, hair also, in this hideous beanie and i fucking hate it i was nervous because i'm like disney channel you can't tell children they can just walk into a tattoo parlor well okay do tattoo parlors just do that not really yeah not that's what i thought and also the other thing that they say when she dyes her hair and then gets a henna tattoo at the end of the night they're like scrub your hair and your wrist those things aren't coming out i don't think we should teach young women that henna tattoos and a hair dye can come out on yeah henna night. definitely not but i don't if you like don't isn't it like if you wash the dye out too soon it can it'll go away not green streaks I don't know. you would need to wash it if even if it's temporary she would need to wash it like five times there 
There's okay. literally no way. I don't know. I just assumed it was close enough to inch. Well, then in. don't assume. You make an ass no, out of me. I was asking you a question. And I'm telling you. I've, yeah, I know. That's just where I'm explaining my thought process. She goes to the tattoo shop. Jenny has to take Katie to the bathroom. And this is what the thing I thought was going to come back more than anything else is there are three girls in the bathroom who were like mean girls from Jenny's school. And they're like, oh my gosh. You didn't need this at and, all. But also, did you have subtitles on? Yes. All of them have names. That's really? Like, yeah, they all have like their named characters. I don't know if they had a scene later I that didn't got notice cut. That. But they all are named characters, so I'm like, oh, these mean girls are gonna come back and they're gonna be like, wow, Jenny, you're actually not a dork or something. Because they come out of the, they also, this actually was an unintentionally funny thing, because there's two stalls they come out of and two of them come out of the same stall. Well, <laughs> and, they're like, you got my hook or yeah, something. Yeah, they, they're like, you had, you, they zipped like the back of her dress or something like that. It was like the zipper broke something. But they put that over to explain why two people walk out of the same stall. And they basically call her a loser. They're like, you're never in the city on mm-hmm. a Friday night, blah, blah, blah. Like, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm here, like, with, like, city friends or something. She's trying to sound cool. Yes. And she's pissed because she hears Zach is with that random silent Dominique. girl at the concert. And then Katie comes out with her pants, like, around her goddamn ankles. And she's like, help, help, help. And Sabrina Carpenter has to be like, oh, poor girl, let me find <laughs> she, your mom. She has to be like Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, that was also something. It's just was, not necessary. This whole scene is stupid. It is. Why are we wasting so much time on it? it? It was also, well, it sets up something which is comes back later is that, like, confused me about Jenny is that, like, I thought she'd be very down with, like, who she is. Like, you know, being the smart uh, girl. But, like, she really seems to want to put up the facade that she's, like, fun and going out every night. And I'm like, no, be you, girl. Like, who, like I, why do you care about what these people think my, of you? Yes. My problem is... And I'll say this now since we're there. Um, I think this movie loses itself a little bit where what it should have been, if we're sticking to the characters of these girls, Lola could have fallen and had the romantic story with the cop. I don't think we need this Zach thing. This Zach thing ends up being like Jenny's emotional, like, crutch at the end like not a crutch but like crux at the end of this movie that makes her like cry and I'm like Jenny's love is college like Mm -hmm. it should just be like ambition it should be Mrs. Anderson not writing her a recommendation or something like that should be what breaks her like I don't think that her character gives a shit about boys that much or friends that much or this concert that much. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of loses her character towards the end where I'm like, isn't her main driver college, ambition, being this overachiever? And like, that should be what breaks her, not this guy that we barely care about. Well, I got the guy more than I got friends because, you know, puberty. But like, what I thought the main message or whatever this was going to be, and we see it a little bit at the end, is that they're both are on the opposite extreme ends of the spectrum and they need to come closer to the middle. Like, Jenny needs to take things more chilly and be more focused on herself sometimes and not always be so ambitious. Like, it's a good thing to have, which Lola doesn't, and Lola needs some of that in her life. She needs to have some and more so, like, they, they need and, a bit like, more be, balance. Be responsible. But, the, which, but, like, the friend thing of her trying to come off as fun doesn't make sense, doesn't tie into that, because you don't need to be if you're not. That's fine. And like, it's also too early in the movie for yeah, her to care. Exactly. Sorry. It just doesn't make, this scene doesn't make any um, sense. But she comes out of the bathroom, meets up with Lola and the gang after they she couldn't find them for a minute, and she's like, oh, yeah, Emily went to go get a tattoo or whatever. She gets henna. She comes back. She has a henna tattoo. She's like, oh, the my God. The shop guys come in and yes. chasing them. And this is the chase sequence that really drags on. The they fucking fit, uniform factory? like a clothes factory. It's so weird. Also, this whole time, Luke said this earlier, but Lola is taking photos and it will like take, she'll snap the photo and it'll freeze frame and like zoom out. And that effect pissed me off. All those photos are so fugly. <laughs> I was like, stop doing that. Just snap and keep moving. Why do we have to see the photo she's taking 
shit bug. But well, they also just seem very generic. I was expecting to get artsy with it. Like she's a yes, they're like they're like all posed and yeah. like eh. and anyway, they go running and then we get in this really really long chase sequence and I was like, what in the fuck is this factory that they're hiding in? Apparently, it's producing construction uniforms, like maintenance uniforms or something. And I they do I did like they have to evade them by getting in like the racks of and hangers. they're like hanging in them. Yeah, in the uniforms, like if you've ever been in a dry cleaner, like the rotating thing with hangers dangling, they get held onto those. And then yeah, at a certain point, they get to the end of the hallway and they're like, there's nowhere to go. And Trey is like, no, there's a pulley here and we can just hold on to the one and there's a there's a, a little like thing of laundry in the bottom. So they yes. would be landing somewhere soft. So if it's not dangerous, guys. It's not, but they all act like it's the most badass stunt ever. I'm like, guys, it's holding on to a chain. Like you just hold with both hands. You're going to be where fine. I said the little princess girl is just the poodle and Oliver and company. Sure, Emma. So they now are like, okay, we've got Trey. We now need $100 in order to get the car back and take that back to the house. So what they decide to do is to sell Trey's ticket to the concert. Yeah, they're going to go to They're the going to be scalp the scalpers it. now. Lola tries to do that. Trey tries to hit on Jenny, but gets cock blocked by Katie because he tries to put his jacket down on a bench. I like that. I yeah, but what is that? Said, what is that doing for anyone? I said, wow, I Trey put his jacket down and I like him. And I thought it was just a cute little character moment that he put it down on the bench. Also, like... Well, she, be prepared for him not to say this, for the next like 20 minutes fucking line where she gives the camera to aj and she goes you can trust me i'm a derby girl a roller derby people notoriously trustworthy rolling roller derby is honor <laughs> it's like wait it doesn't mean anything that's what i'm saying it's a nothing yeah, it's, it's nothing but the second she started scalping i was like oh re-enter hot cop he's gonna catch her scalping no they don't do that no it's well it's, it's not, a random well cop. he's like a traffic cop also like i don't know enough about concerts but is it illegal to do like i always assumed it was like an it event is illegal at the venue or just in general? I think in in the venue at the venue. I always thought it was a security thing like security doesn't want people outside selling tickets because that's illegal it. it is illegal I, okay I just didn't know I, but I didn't expect that you'd go to jail otherwise they'd be like but tickets here that's well, why no, they're that's, like sly about it because it's not legal well no that's why, why I'm saying I thought it would be a, like a, an event security thing I didn't think it would be a legal matter like they would take your ticket and be like you does can't does anyone go. care Keep I just going. I was just interested I was just surprised but she gets like booked and interrogated they go to the police station and wait for uh, her outside Cop takes she gets her arrested st- yeah I like I Actually, I liked this scene where they go to the fucking police station and the girl behind the desk is, and Jenny's like, I'm booking for my friend. Like, Lola, like, yeah, she's getting booked right now. And Jenny's like, you mean like arrested? The woman's like, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> she's 19. She did a crime. Yeah, she did a crime and is 19. She's an adult. Like, she's got arrested. Yeah, but then it shows her once, like, successfully basically flirting her way out of it. Because the cop is taking her statement and he's like, you know, none of this sounds believable. I think you're lying to me. She's telling him about the pawn, pawn shop, shop guys, and the ferret. The, yeah. And he's like, this all sounds stupid. He's like, like, ferrets don't have a taste for human blood. Yeah, you know. Then Hot Cop, as I'm his name, his name is James. He doesn't get a name. He has, a name, ta- he has a name tag on. Hot Cop. Uh, he, and he comes in and just decides she doesn't deserve to be in jail. That's and literally that's what he I says. Said America's police system is so broken. Yeah, yeah. Because he... cab. <laughs> Because she's like, oh, I didn't like that that Beethoven thing. I'm just, I was just trying to this not get a ticket. This pissed me off as well. So he comes in. She's talking to this toothpaste model cop. And she has this whole thing where she like confesses to him like, you know, I just, you know, I probably should be more responsible. I tried to be a babysitter and I lied to you to seem smart. I'm not someone who likes Beethoven. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm struggling with like my parents not believing. I didn't have good enough grades to get into college. Not that I didn't want to go. She kind of lets her tough girl facade fall yeah. a little bit. And I kind of was like, shouldn't she be having this conversation with Jenny? It it feels like theirs is the central relationship of this movie where like this confession should happen with Jenny and it should bond them. And I'm like, I don't really need her to tell this to the random hot cop. You know what I mean? Like it just felt weird that this is where this happens. While this 
is going on? Who shows up? Also, oh. while this is going on, Goth Girl, what is with the fucking snitching? Yeah. She's fucking, she gets well, She wants pissed. to take Jenny down. Jenny and her get in a fight, and I honestly think it would have been better had they written it that, like, she just gets so jealous over Trey liking Jenny. That's well, part of it. It's part of it, but it's not enough. Like, that well, would have well, been well, more... Well, that, that's what the henna tattoo and the hair thing, because she really... She, but the reason she calls the parents is Jenny yells at her yes, for being she, irresponsible. This, this is where the hat comes off, and Jenny realizes she's dyed her hair, and she just is yelling at her, like, why are you making everything so much difficult for everybody? Like, you're just being a problem for no reason. And so she finds a guy who's asleep, takes his black... It's like a Blackberry for in, for in the year of our Lord, 2016, and calls her uh, dad's phone, being like, Dad, you guys gotta come back. Jenny, we're, they've set the house on fire and arrested, like, blah, we're blah, in blah. The, we're in a, they say we're in a police precinct. We're in jail downtown, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy, before she can finish, comes and takes his phone back. Correct. Also, also, while this is going on, who shows up at the police station but Jailer Swift. And the roller derby girls enter the story. Yes, because they got into a fight in the parking lot outside the what venue. What is the point of this? So she learns the, the, the Swift chop move or whatever it's called, which was used on the damp bandits later. Um, and by later, I mean, like, right now. Because she gets to meet her hero, which is like in the original when she meets the guy, Vincent D'Onofrio, who looks like Thor. And her hero teaches her how to do her signature roller derby move, which is like a spin kick. Lola gets released. Katie is very happy about that. They're all, by the way, just like friends now. Katie's like, oh my gosh, Lola, you're okay. And I was like, that's not even your original babysitter. Like, why are you ride or die for her? So they step outside. They're trying to figure out what to do next. And, and how they Damn the, bandits are there. And the damn bandits are there. He sneaks out. They, uh, because they saw her get nabbed because they knew to go to the venue. They're always just one step behind them because there's a trail of bread. Because they're drums. damn bandits. They're the damn bandits. He sees they're arguing and he sneaks up on AJ who still has the camera and tries to take it off of her but then she does the spin kick and skates away. Then there's a really long roller skate chase mm-hmm. scene that I'm not even going to... Well, it's her run. on roller skates, damp bandit on a bike, one damp bandit running and they steal the damp bandit's also, car. In what world does a pawn shop need a branded car? Also, also, while this is going on, the parents, uh, the Coopers have, got, Emily's have gotten the message and the dad's like, no, like we should go. And the mom's like, no, it's just a prank. It's a prank. Let me She's stay. Like, like, I do not. And then he makes her leave because he's like, they said we they were arrested. We need to go check on our children. And the whole time she's bitching at him. Yes. She's like, there is no way. Jenny's the best babysitter ever. I want to have fun. This is my one night out. And I believed every line she said. And I thought, we'll just say this now because it cuts back to them a couple times. I assumed that meant they were going to start driving home. Come they back go to, to the police. They go to a police station. They're not even sure it's the right one. But they just go to a police station and be like, hey, did you arrest any children tonight? And, and then they're the like, cops no! laugh in the face of these concerned parents. Well, yeah, because ACAB. But just also, they're like, no, we didn't arrest any children. You would have known if we arrested your child. We would have called you. And then they decided to go back to the gal. Also, we'll like, catch up I, with them in a when minute. When those parents were, like, leaving, I was like, these parents are heading home. And I, uh, this is my mistake, because I did think they were, like, heading home. And I thought we were going to get into the race to the homestead. Yeah, you know that's, what I mean? like, that's what I thought. And so I was like, the parents are heading. I didn't realize that everyone was going to go back to the gala. But like they're, I thought they're heading home and I go, these parents are heading home and there's 44 minutes left. Literally how? I was like, how is this movie going to go on for 44 more minutes? There's already been 76 chases. Also, also in the middle of the chase, she butt Lola dials. Butt dials Ms. Anderson. Ms. Anderson, while she's stepping up to give a speech and she's like, Lola, is everything okay? She's like, yep, just checking in with you. Everything good? She's like, you're checking in with me? Like, that's not how that works. And she's like, well, you know, it's a babysitter deluxe thing. Bye. And then hangs Well, up. also when she drops her phone in the pawn shop car, she drops the car 
card that Mrs. Anderson gave her that says where she's going to be and her phone number. Well, yeah, that's how, again, the damn bandits are always one step behind. Because the chase ends with them ducking in the back door of this building. We don't see Another what Another wear warehouse. Wear a warehouse? Is that warehouse. what you're that about to say? They duck into this building that the damn bandits can't get in. And so they get back in their car and drive off. They're wandering around in the darkness of this I building. I said, are we in another warehouse? Why don't we just call it Adventures in Warehouses? And then I was like, oh my God. Um, and they go on a stage and I was like, they, got, they wandered into a warehouse party. They did wander into a warehouse party with a full DJ. Jenny steps forward and like This happens in the original movie. This is the, the biggest homage to the original. But it's jazz in the original movie. And this it's is the babysitter, It's the babysitter blues in the original. This is my favorite part of the movie. It's pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty fun. They step out onto the stage of this venue and unplug the DJ stuff. And he's like, no, 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 you can't leave until we hear some facts. And they're like, what? And you gotta keep... spit the truth on my stage. Yes, you've got you've got a rap, which man, it's really weird. We're doing this back to back with Let It Shine. So they give the microphone to Jenny, and they're like, no, Jenny, you got it. You got to rap. You got to do it. And it just starts out. One thing that obviously Sabrina Carpenter and Sophia Carson are both amazing musical talents. Um, and so they said, instead of having them sing, we're gonna have them rap. Yeah, that was a weird call, but uh, you know what? I'm kind of here for it because it turns she into she ain't a... no critter. It turns into she's a... the babysitter. Ah, uh, it turns into and I like how each of them has their own squad. Like Goth Girl and um, Bobby and AJ. Yeah, they all pick sides. Are on Team Lola and Katie and uh, Trey are on Team Jenny. It turns into a rap battle. And you know my favorite thing of kind of rap is when it just explains the plot of a movie. Like when Will Smith would make songs like Wild Wild West (laughs) or Men in Black where he just explains the plot of the movie you just watched. And that's what this does. Or they just go through the beats of the story and argue with each other over the plot of the movie you're currently watching. Yeah, and I think this is a good time to address like this movie is very over the top and very silly. But, but like I like I said in the beginning, it works because it knows what it is and what it's trying to do. So this moment in any other movie would come off as insane and crazy, but like it works because I movie- also think Sophia Carson's really good in this. I, oh, yeah. I think Sophia Carpenter's I think a little both. worse. It's, well, it's probably also age. I think Sophia Carson's older and probably a better actress at this point. And I just like more seasoned. I mean, I I think she's a little bit more believable. Like if even in this scene, I was like, I could not take my eyes off her. I thought she was really funny. Yeah, once she gets into it, she gets into it, and that's what I'm saying. Is like you kind of get swept up in it. Like and it they works, all start doing a grapevine. It, it works for the tone they're going for, and it doesn't feel too jarring. Like obviously, it's Disney Channel telling kids to rap in 2016, uh, so it's not high art, but it is entertaining. So they've they've passed the test of the nightclub and get to go. So they leave the club. They're all hyped, jazz about what a great night. The kids are having the time of their lives. It's wonderful. They're still trying to like figure out what to do. Lola tells Jenny she needs to talk to Emily, and they basically manage to squash their beef. Where Emily, they're like Emily's clearly feeling a little down mm-hmm. so, like Sophia Carson says that and then you know they they talk it out she's like I'm sorry I yelled at you tonight's been crazy but it's no excuse for like you know speaking to you that way or whatever but then Emily comes clean she's like by the way I snitched I called my yeah. parents and they're like fuck 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 <laughs> what are we gonna do and they're like why don't we just go to the gala and delete the message off their phone which they don't do, do which they don't do they don't do that which should also be pointless if they did because they already heard it yes there's no well, point in them well doing that's it. because it, that's the thing it's pointless we know that they don't believe the message was real as the audience. The kids never find out that they've already heard the message and were like, that was a terrible prank you played on us, Emily. And they'd be like, yes, prank. But what they also realize is that in, which I did, I was really amazed that this came this out. 
This was good. Is this that was good. In, in the Katie's Party Survival Kit, there's a hundred dollar bill. And so they can take that from their mom. If they can get that out of Mrs. Cooper's coat at the gala, they can go pay the tow truck. Correct. Before midnight when it closes. So now that's their plan. And Jenny wants to give up. Jenny's like, they've been, they've got the message. We are boned. Let's just go home and face the music kind of a thing. And Lola's like, no, you have to try. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, you have to try something. If you're boned anyway, you might as well, well give, it, give it a shot. And then honestly, I mean, they're going to have to give you a ride home either way. So just yeah. go meet up with yeah. them. So they roll up to the planetarium. Are let in so easily. So easily. Why, so easily. why even include this? And they can, all they have, they're like, we're babysitters taking kids to the planetarium. First of all, that would be closed for a private event. Yep. It would not be open nope. to the public. Second of all. It's nighttime. And he's like, at this late. And then Trey goes, Jupiter is in retrograde. He, he, he says something that's not retrograde, but there's like a joke on it being in retrograde. There's some, something about the planet Jupiter. And then he's like, oh, you kids know your stuff. Come on in. And he yeah, goes, like, my mom's like, a scientist. Yeah, it's literally like, I was like hmm, that is the that is the secret password tonight. Come oh, on the in. The security guard knows that too. Uh, yeah, he's he's very involved in this. So they go to the gala. They tell the kids, obviously they don't want to be seen by any of their parents. They so jump they, in the kitchen. They jump and they hide behind some service carts, go into the kitchen. They tell the most of the kids to wait here while they work out their Bobby plan. Flay. Bob, little Bobby Flay. Little Bobby Flay. My boy Bobby Flay. A chef quits at the perfect time. And then there's a dog poop joke. There and is. then someone gets slimed with fr- frosting. Yes. Like the pastry chef is so pissed, he like squirts the head chef with something that looks like literal dog shit because Disney Channel cannot stop sliming for even a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bobby pops in and he's like, I, I got Let's rock this bitch. He's like, give me sea salt and something Mexican else. Mexican chocolate. Mexican chocolate. And then, my dude, I understand you're a child, but then he just goes up to a bowl of something and just like full starts licking it. And I was like, you can't just walk into a kitchen it and start licking it. It grossed me out the way he licks stuff. It was too much. Too and much. And even the chocolate bar earlier, I was like, oh, I don't want to see you lick it like Didn't that. Didn't like that. So he's doing that. The other kids are literally just waiting in like a pantry. Jenny, Lola, and Katie are going into the coat to go room get the coat, to, the try and, the coat. to try and get it from the mom. While they're in there, the parents have returned from their expedition to the police station. And the mom's like, no, 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 I'm not going back to the house without getting dessert first. We are staying well, at this party. Well, first they get their coats. Right. They, well, they're, they're doing that. They show up, they get their coats to leave. And the mom says, we're not leaving yeah. until this I get dessert. mom does not give a fuck. And so the coats get pulled from the coat room. And they're like, well, what are we going to do now? Someone has to go into the party and get it. And they're like, they'll recognize Jenny, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they won't recognize Lola. Lola so doing a British a, accent. They take a big fur coat, Katie's tiara. And I will say, so they put her in like heels because the attendant has kicked off her heels. They put her in heels and like I will say the like the attendant is meant to be very bad wearing heels is not a big enough obstacle for this needing to be Lola's moment to like get it together it's like I'm sorry Jenny just had to perform a rap off the dome in front of like <laughs> 200 people and she's like I never wear heels stumble stumble and I'm like okay you no, have man, the man, easiest man. task out of anyone here like just fucking walk over there so she has to you know pretend to be a fancy party goer and go with a hundred bucks I will also say I feel like she acts kind of drunk yes where she's she like oh what a party I had that same note that I thought it was funny that she acted drunk and yes. Disney let her do that. Well, it's not explicit, but it's pretty obvious. That's why she's stumbling everywhere. And also, there's a great... So they cut back to the kitchen. There's this great scene where the little kid is like, they're bringing him all these ingredients because he's still trying to find the special ingredient. And he's like, what's this? And he goes slowly. He's like, oh, I don't want to ever see that Yeah, he again. is so intense so immediately. He's secretly been Gordon Ramsay, not Bobby Flay. But he's like, no, bring me something unique and interesting. Inspired. Innovative. Innovative. And some guy hands him some seaweed. And he's like... And he tastes it, licks it, bites it, and he's like, oh, and he like claps the sheet together and like sprinkles it over the chocolate mousse. Which sounds fucking disgusting. It sounds awful. I, I hate seaweed. I like fair. seaweed, but I do not want it in a chocolate mousse. I'm sure there's some form of a seaweed chocolate thing, but it sounds awful. But everyone's like, it's delicious. He's the genius. Great. And that's his loop. And they're, they're literally 
way, like they're like he's a, like he's a prodigy. He's from- yeah from the culinary school. That's his loop closed. Everybody. Oh, also, I guess I mean, this we- movie is really exhausting. There's so many fucking plot lines. I know it's so much is happening in at the same time. I feel like this isn't even a funny episode because I can't even make jokes about it because it's like I'm just trying to get through everything it's trying to do at once. There's yeah. There also- is. I will say if I had to, I would cut some kids. You don't need all these kids. I agree. There's too many loops, and I'm just like. Fuck. You know, I I would say like you don't need Trey and Emily. Cut Trey, just have Emily be the one who, who goes out for the night, and then like you're and then you're down. Because they don't really do anything with that love. I story. mean, you know, all you also don't really need the roller derby kid. If you, you don't really need the chef kid, uh, yeah, I guess. But I don't know. It felt. What does the chef kid add to the story? You need the roller this derby right, kid. This right <laughs> now, I don't know. You're right. But that's why I'm saying it's impressive that I never found any of them too annoying. Um, also, Katie is like super jazz. She wanted to go to the gala. I guess that's her loop close. I, yeah, but I just thought she wanted to play dress up with all of her mom's stuff and then she's like yes my people I'm at the gala I, I related like, to Katie because every time my would. parents went to fancy like events like that I would hide in the trunk I would get all dressed and I would hide in the trunk under a blanket and then they would like pull out of the car and I would like be like oh they're so far away like they, they can't return me now and I'd probably be like haha I'm coming with you and they would just turn around and drop me back off it never worked but I always wanted to go how old were you then like four yeah, or five I was like one that makes sense I was like I don't remember you ever doing that but so Lola man just to put on a decent enough distraction and get the emergency kit away from There's the mom. There's such a weird moment. I guess it ex- they need it to explain how they get, get the cab to the concert because she pulls out a 20 and goes, 20? Yeah. Steals it and then gets the 100. I'm like, why did we need that 20? She gets what they need and the freaking damn bandits fall And they've had the made, ferret the whole they, time. Apparent, well, they say, he says- There's he, a line that goes, you've had the ferret the whole time? No, he says, I wasn't leaving it in the car. So presumably he just grabbed it maybe this once. I don't know. I don't care. But, he just but had, one of the guys says, you've like, had the he ferret? He just had to like shove down his pants or in his that trench coat. That man was riding a bike moments earlier. Um, but he, they immediately get flat. By the way, this was not okay in a Disney Channel original movie. These two creepy dudes show up and are like, hey, are there kids here? Yes! And, they, and the security guard's like, uh, who's, at least who's asking? the security guard and, is weirded out. And he goes, like, they go like, oh, we're their uncles. Their parents said we should pick them up. Which is like the line they teach you in school about stranger danger. The cops like, at school, when they came at lunch, they were like, do not ever go with someone who says your parents said they could pick you up. Which, this is the loop I can't believe, the one loop I can't believe they didn't close is they're literally at the clothing factory they ended up wearing the uniforms why yeah. did they pretend to be maintenance guys or something they that's actually a, yeah they that's just fixed a mess that's hole. literally what they're dressed for so they just bustle their way past the guy going to the party start chasing down uh katie as the camera at this point chasing down katie a big things ensues the ferret gets out the party they, i just literally have big chase scene the chaos allows them to escape they get the outside. guys get captured the guys get arrested that's the end of the damp bandits they they don't there's like up. a throwaway line where they're like they won't be poaching any more illegal purple ferrets in this town. So they come out and they're like, okay, great. We did it, everybody. Wonderful job. Let's go to the impound lot. They Let's go to the impound lot. And Jenny and Lola uh, have, you know, been going growing close over the course of the night. They take a little selfie here. They take a selfie in front of the planetarium. And also like after, I think it was actually a little bit after the freestyle, after they kind of had vented their frustrations, they were kind of like, oh, we're cool, you and I. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Lola's like, you know what? You were really good on your feet in there. I can see why that Zach guy wanted to go to the concert. And (laughs) Jenny's just like, what? She's like, yeah, some guy. This causes Jenny to experience what I can only describe as a panic attack. As a mental break. Well, yes. Like, she starts crying. She must be in love with this man. Literally. But they don't do a good enough job no. of setting that up. It just up seems like a cute guy that, that she she's like, kind of into. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll see him at school. She literally says the words, this was the, that was the most important what? phone call of my of life. Of my life. That is a bad character development because I would think the most important phone call of her life is getting into college. Yes. That's what they've set up as being her driving it's force. Too, it's too much. It's too much. 
And she's like, I can't believe you've done that. You ruined my life. And she's like, well, let's fix it. And she's like, no, we can't. The concert's almost over. We've got to get home. We still have to go to the impound lot. And Lola's like, no, no, no. We're closing all the loops today, baby. Come on, we're going to the concert. This night is 17 hours long. Literally. Also, I love the way that they explain away how the parents take so long to leave the gala. They're like the slowest valet in the city. Yes. They should really hire more help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, how long were honestly, you waiting in the Honestly, valet? honestly the slow valet is the real hero of this film, if you think about it. That, that guy, valet who was getting high yeah, out that, back. Yeah, that guy saw all the kids partying and he's been like alright time to be shitty at my job and help those kids <laughs> time to slow things they down they start to slow it down they get to the concert they're like we don't have tickets there's legit six of us mm-hmm. and Lola's like let me do this And I thought she, she has was, no plan I thought she was gonna try and flirt her way past but no she's just like how much do I need to bribe you basically and the guy is like no money. the guy's like oh bribes you wanna do bribes uh, you can give me that camera and you can all go in that's fine and, and I was just like I was like, you are so open to being bribed right away at random security guard also the condition be over in five minutes. Let them in, you fuckface. Also, this is where she takes a memory card out of a film camera, and I was like, "What?" And like, and, and we did, we did forget to set it up. Lola, when they figured out the guys wanted the camera, wouldn't give it to him because it's, she won it in a photography contest. It shows that and she has like proves she has talent. It is yes, it is significant. One through line, you're also supposed to think this whole movie that I don't like they did a good job with, but it makes sense by the time you get to the end is that they're both up for this photography internship. Lola really is super passionate about photography. Jenny is basically in it because she wants to round out her resume yes. for college. And, you know, she has all these other things and this will show like her interest in the arts and stuff. She's not as passionate about photography in the way that she's Lola pretending is. She is. She's kind of pretending she is. So she's like, no, don't give up your camera. You mean so much to you. And she's like, nah, it's fine. Gotta We're, do the right thing. Gotta do the right thing. And I still have all the photos. So this so. is Lola's arc of, you know, needing to take responsibility and like, you know... Clean Correct. up her messes. So they all go in. And, and then, Sabrina Carpenter goes, I'm a mess. And I go, you look exactly the same. She looks totally fine. That you have since the not first a, shot of this Not movie. a speck of dirt no on No dirt, not a hair out of place. She's no. got a tight pony. She, when she literally turned around and said, like, I look awful. I was like, to who? To who? You to, look the same. You dressed me. yourself this way. Like, what are you talking about? And then uh, Katie's like, all right, well, time for me to do fashion. <laughs> they go into the girls' bathroom. It's so funny in Disney when they do a makeover scene because they're just like, all right, let's take off the three shirts we have on you. Because she's <laughs> That's the makeover. Yeah. Because she has a trench coat, a sweater, and something else. And they're like, all right, coat off, sweater off, button down off. And it's just like a perfect. Perfect. And also lip gloss. And they get look and they take down her high pony because that's her serious hair. And they take down that high pony. And oh, this is for my ladies. She, of course, you guys, as you know, ladies, has a massive fucking crease in her hair from having her hair in a ponytail for this 17 hour long night. She comes out of the bathroom, her hair has been professionally straightened. And I said, movie magic. Katie magic. And she's like, you look great. Head in there. And uh, the concert starts to let out at this point. And she's like, just right in there. And she goes in and runs on, on the stage. stage. Bold move. I thought she was going to sing. I did. I thought this was, I was like, is there going to be another musical number? Please, for Lord. Please, yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, yes, obviously. Yes, I wanted her to sing. Um, And she's just like, yo, Zach. I don't remember his last name. Zach. Z- Zach. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? And he's this really visibly so confused. Awkward. Her being on stage is kind of awkward. But the way it's blocked, we're like, he's halfway in the other side of the auditorium. And then he has to slowly make yeah. his way up to this like he should have just been at the front of the stage or something like it is a very awkward time waiting for him to come up and then meet yeah. her on he stage. also gets to go on the stage sure no security here. um and she's like hey that wasn't me who answered my phone it was somebody else i would have loved to come with you i just wanted you to know that where's dominique and he goes oh she went home early with her boyfriend and she's like oh, her boyfriends and then she's like and he's like yeah and so they're they kind of no they don't really do the well, I guess they kind of confess they like each other, whatever. They don't really have time to process that because I got to 
get the kids home. Jenny's like, oh, yeah, right, Zach, how big is your car? And he's like, uh. This is where you get rule number zero, never put a boy before the kids. Yeah, and she looks at him and goes, sorry. Um, and he's like, I don't know. Luckily, Zach's car's a fucking boat. He drives a monster <laughs> truck. I kid you not. It didn't, it didn't hit me. It did not hit until me. Until he pulls up Until he pulls up in front of the house at the end. He literally, it's like six feet off the ground. Not only will it fit all the kids, it could also, like, drive over a house. It's yeah. so huge. It's How massive. did they hop out of it? I was like, that thing is huge. Matt, the kids would have broken their necks. He drives them... <laughs> He drives them to the impound lot. They catch the lady right as she's closing up. Give her the hundred dollars. They get the car back, and now they're just. There is a. There's. This is the line you can tell you're waiting for Jenny to kind of. Um. Oh, sorry. Like, could we please, like, you know, sorry, sir. Like, blah blah. And here, the impound lady is trying to close the gate on them over and over, and it's like I've had a fucking long night. And finally, Jenny pushes the thing up and goes, "I've had a long <laughs> night. Don't mess with the babysitter." And like grabs the woman's keys and like kind of pulls a Lola and like is like, "You're gonna give me the goddamn car back." Mm-hmm. And so they get the car. They're just in turbo mode now. They're, they're like, in, they are. They put it into full throttle. She also drives very slow, Jenny. And when she drives, well, they now, let Sophia Carson drive right. Home. That's still. I'm saying like that's that's part of it. They drive back to the Andersons, and they're like, okay, Trey, wash the car off with a hose. Boom. Everybody go inside, get in your pajamas. They come in, they see they the, see the mess. And then when the I thought I was like, there's no way they're gonna clean this up in time. Unless the valet is. Thank really- there's one heroic valet just looking out for them. Handing people the wrong Handing keys. Handing people the wrong keys, like caught like just, just absolutely just walking. He's throwing just them walk, into that fountain. Walking off with keys, being yeah. like, I quit. There's a cleanup montage though, and they're like, all right. Katie, Jenny, go clean up. You're the- on the kitchen. You're on the dog yeah. duty. Um, Trey gets the car all cleaned up. They get the dog and everything. They get that up. kitchen fucking spotless. It's spotless. They also finish the cupcakes. And I was like, those, that is- With seaweed. Where did they get that seaweed? Least of your worries, guys. And then so uh, Jenny takes the Anderson, no, Cooper's back to their house. Before they do that, though, there's this really fucking cheesy moment where they're all sitting in the kitchen and they're like, hey, like, just so you know, this was the best night of our lives. And the babysitters are like, it was the best night of our lives, too. And then they all stare at each other, goofily grinning for like 10 beats too long. That wasn't their hug. I was like, like, yeah, they they should have like ended it on something. And they're like, all right, let's go get in the car. Like, there's just so, silence. And then they're like, all right, let's go. So Emma, once again, forgot this is a visual medium and no one will be able to see well, the no, face she made. Well, I wanted them made. to hear the awkward I know, but you made, a, you made a very obvious face that they weren't going to get to see. Picture me smiling like I'm holding a fart in because that's how they all look. That is what it looked like. Um, also, yeah, just have them hug and be like, oh, we did it, gang. Lola gets everything sorted out before the parents get home. They're none the wiser. Oh, yeah, the parents also got us call from the security company like, that the fire alarm went off and they- They are don't. so fucking chill about they're that. They're so chill Guys, about it. they get a call from the security company that the fire alarm went off at their house and the babysitter is not answering the phone. No one is answering their home phone. For all they know, their house is up in flames and they're like, this valet is so slow. They should really hire more help. They roll up to the house and they're like, well, the house isn't on fire. Yeah, they don't That's ask good. They don't ask her about it. They don't ask her. They don't ask her. Hey, Helen. She had a good out, which is just to say they'd always burn some cupcakes, whatever. And so that was all set up and they just don't even ask the like, broach the subject. In normal life, they would be sprinting home yes. like white knuckling it because they think their house is on fire. Obviously. Anyway, they get the Cooper kids home. It's fine. As Jenny's getting to leave, leave the Cooper's house, Zach pulls up in his freaking monster truck. Emma's really laughing at how, at how big the car it's is. It's comically large. It's comically it's large. Comically it's comically large. large. And he's like, oh, I came by to return Emily's headphones. And she's like, oh, I didn't even realize she left them behind. Well, she didn't. I asked her. 
because I, so I wanted to return, return them. So I could have an excuse to return. It was pretty clunky, but I was like, that's a, that's a pretty baller move there, Zach. That's like the one move in his playbook. And there's the two girls who are like hanging out the window, like, ask her out, ask, ask him her out. out. Yeah, they agree to go out. As Lola is driving away, freaking James somehow knew where she was. Hot cop. Because when, tracker on when, when the damn bandits got arrested, they called the police station being like, oh, two guys with a ferret? Yeah, that matches the report we got earlier tonight. And he gets to be all smugged like the superior cop who didn't. Like that teenage girl I'm hitting on was right. right. Yeah. And <laughs> you know that hot teen I let go for no reason earlier? She was right all So he pulls her over and is like, it's illegal to drive without a license. I also have your driver's license. Uh, I don't know why he was allowed to keep that. And is like. Well, she clearly left it there. Or they confiscated it. Because she's irresponsible. Sure. And she's like, don't you don't you have any free time? Like, why are you harassing me? And he goes, yeah, I have free you time. You need a day how, off. How about Saturday night? And she's like, oh, yeah, that works. And so. Wanted someone to kiss. Eh. She's 19. I know, but they're, they haven't dated yet. Mm. Emma made a very suggestive motion with her arms <laughs> that once again you uh, won't see. Disney Channel after dark. Um, so then it cuts to them back at the inter- photograph agency. Whatever I like how they don't even show you that guy again. No. Like he's irrelevant. Well, because, it, no, uh, no, no, no. Not only is he relevant, it's irrelevant that they have this meeting here. Because Sabrina withdrew. Sabrina Carpenter withdrew her application, meaning she made her, she came here for no reason other than to tell Lola. No, 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 no. Okay, but I like what they do here. It's probably so they the fully worst. switch clothes for they no reason. They switch clothes showing that they've Changed for Sabrina the Carpenter has a smoothie. It's a wicked moment that they changed for the better. They have been changed for good. So Sabrina Carpenter stops to get a smoothie now and has her hair down, whatever. But she's holding a folder and it looks like she's going to turn in a project. And she's like, you know what? I withdrew. You're right. I'm going to take the summer off, take some me time. And you know what? Date you- this. Oh, no. Actually, I'm sorry. Wait. The cra- she's like, I need to sleep the, yes, the craziest line is Sabrina comes up and Lola's like, oh, you're a little bit late. Lola's dressed very fancy. It's supposed to be like, oh, they've learned from each other. And then Sabrina Carpenter just dead ass looks at her and goes, yeah, I had to sleep in after my night out with Zach. Zach. And I was like, did you get wrangled this? (laughs) (laughs) It was like, almost like we were up so late. Fucking Need this juice to restore yeah. my protein. I was like, Jesus. Uh, I'm walking a little sore today. It was so weird. It was so... And then this series... And then you realize, she goes, oh, here, I brought this for you. And it's a fucking massive printed out selfie. selfie. Thank God you didn't get that photography internship because that's the worst photo I've ever seen. Um, end of movie. End of movie. They're friends now. Whatever. She just walks out. And then at the end, it's just a little montage of them getting all the photos that Lola took. She sends them to everybody. And there actually is a kind of a decent gag where at the end, the mom sees all of them so I was kind of right that that was gonna happen yeah but, but nothing it's just an end gag but yeah that's the movie I think we were I think we've been a little harsh on it just because it's uh, easy and fun to make jokes about but I honestly thought this was a fun little kids adventure I really enjoyed myself actually so like, did I. I thought it was, I was expecting way worse I thought it was a good decom like I, I actually really enjoyed it oh my only complaint is it was slightly too long mm, yeah and then the, the some of the mechanical stuff I was think a little wonky some very small changes could make this 100% solid honestly but, but I liked it I, I enjoyed it I liked all the actors I liked I except for um, the damp bandits too. The damp bandits. I could have used a lot less of them. Yep. I, I really if there's something about needing to like really water down villains to the point that they're not scary. They're just annoying. That That's a, yeah. That is what it is. They are just a they are an inconvenience to move the plot. Yeah. Along. yeah. They are not characters. They're not or, like interesting or scary like a real like you know gang lord would be. They're just like annoying. Yeah. They just they're just whenever they show up you're just like okay we're doing this like it's yeah yes. they're, they're they're usually the worst part. So what'd you rate it? I would give it three out of four ferrets. No. Um, <laughs> How many of those are sapphire ferrets, though? That's the important. <laughs> they did not earn the sapphire ferret rating. Um, I think I would 
would give this a seven. Yeah, I think I was going to go like 7.5, honestly. I, I had a really good time with it. So I hope you guys have enjoyed our season finale. And I want to first up top, thank you so much for sticking with us. Is this the season finale? Yes. I said that Don't at the we, end. Don't we? I'm supposed to end with like a bang? No, we start the next season with a bang, which is what I'm about to say. Oh, it's kind of boring. It's, we've done it for, anyway. I'm on your side, guys. We've done it for, no one, no one's side <laughs> but yours. No one's ever said it. We just pick whatever. It's the season premiere. A lot of the season premiere is the banger. And let me say what the banger is, Emma. I, well, I wanted to thank you guys for sticking with us for the weird release schedule at the latter half of the season. And we wanted to thank you specifically. So for the season premiere next month, there's only one movie we could do. It's time for us to return to East High. <laughs> what time is it? For High School Musical 2, my favorite Disney Channel original movie of all time. <laughs> Prepare yourselves, gird your loins. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? Singing High School Musical 2. <laughs> um, I actually don't know how we're going to do that episode because I'm just going to sing the entire time. Um, anyway, um, you can find me at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me on Twitter at Wildfire underscore King. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Thank you so much for everybody supporting me there. Most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at Comedy Podcast. Give us a follow there. Become a loyal comrade. But most importantly of all, if you could please give us a special season finale rate and review on the old iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. Rate and review us. It helps us out so much. Please give, give us that. More sapphire ferrets. But if you don't give us any, if you don't give us any sapphire ferrets this time, that's okay because we're gonna be back next month to talk about High School Musical, baby. So we're gonna earn those reviews because I am a wellspring of energy right now, just saying those words into existence. Be prepared. I think that's all we can do right now. I think we should just get get to the next episode as soon as humanly possible. So we will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Decom forever. Rewind this movie an hour or two. That kid snuck out. I didn't have a clue. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I admit it. I don't follow rules. I'm not good with kids. I'm not good at school. It wasn't my plan to steal a car or end up in jail or take it this far. It's true, I lied, but nobody's died. And these kids are having an incredible ride. You think you know it all, but you don't know me. See, I'm more than just misspelling Wanna be a real artist? Take pictures, get greedy on your first night out in the big bad city. You're a cool girl, Jenny, but I'm pretty cool too. In fact, I'm just as great a babysitter as you. Rules. I work real hard and I care about school. There's a time for fun to let go and climb trees, but I am a real artist. Everybody say, Chase! Come here.